0: Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Today we, I want us to to look at something I believe God is always asking his children to focus on. And is actually talking about the love for God. Our love for God is a theme that we cannot do without. It is a theme that is always helping us to be refined, to be better as the children of God. And it is something that without the love of God, without the love for our God, we ultimately will question our existence as Christians. And I'd like us to look into uh, the book of Mark. We'll look at the Gospel of Mark. And if you can open your Bibles to Mark chapter 12. I will be reading from verse 28 to 34. Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, First, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with your entire mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. So the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. But after that, no one dared question him. That is a very interesting scripture. I believe we will have come through that scripture in the Bible and understanding the commandments that the Lord Jesus is giving to those who follow him, to love the Lord our God. And I'd like us to look at this commandment, which is a very, very important aspect of our relationship with Christ. I will just prompt your mind a little bit. For the men who are in this room and for the men who are listening, will you be content to be married to a wife who faithfully cooked your meal, who did your laundry, who cleaned your house, but did not really love you? And for the women who are around, I'd like to ask the same question or a similar type of question. Would you be content to be married to a man who provided you with nice things, takes you to the restaurant once in a while, buy you pieces of jewelry, very expensive ones, (laughs) who uh, spend a lot of money on your very desires, who work faithfully, in fact can even cook very well, and who took you on nice trips throughout the world, and remain faithful to you but without loving you. I think love is paramount in our relationship with one another, but it's also paramount in our relationship with God. And that's the point of our discussion, our topic today. Understanding that love, the love of God, the love for God cannot be discarded from anything we do. For those who work every single day, you go to work and you have a relationship with your manager, you will know exactly what your manager expects of you. That's the nature because you know the job description. You know what it entails. But the question is, how how often do you get to do your work in a way that your manager will know that you love your work? Love should be in every single thing that we do. The problem is that Love in the Bible is a big component. Throughout the Bible, the Bible that we have received is a book that is based on love and is a book we have received because of the love of God. It is very important to say that we love God because also we obey his commandments. The Bible says that, Jesus Christ did say in the Bible that, if you love me, you will do what I command, you will do my commandments. And I believe that because we love God, we are here today, because we want to hear from God because we want to hear him and it is important that we are able to ascertain and assess our love for God every single day there is no reason why we cannot review how our relationship with God is going and how we should actually um, love God it's something that i was coming this morning and i thought well it is knowing i know and it is actually potentially difficult to get out of of home it is very difficult but I will try everything I can to be here today. And if I can, then so be it. I mean, if I'm home, it doesn't mean I don't love God. But I will still try because I want to be in the presence of God. And sometimes it requires sacrifice. And sometimes it is something that we will take upon ourselves to really follow God faithfully. And that's what the Bible encourages us to do. We need to be clear on that love. The love of God. Christ Jesus asked, do you love God? Many, if not of us, will say, yes, we do. It is an answer that comes easily. We do love God. That's a statement. Nobody can challenge it. Okay. If I do ask, do you love God as much now as when you were first saved? Many will think and say, well, I think I do love him more. Okay. And that's fine. Then the second question will be, How do you know that you love God? And it's a question that we struggle to answer. Because is loving God evident in the way we walk with one another, we love, we relate with one another? Or is loving God in terms of what we do for the kingdom? Or is it in terms of being a nice person? Or is it in terms of going more and being obedient all the way, no matter what it takes us? Loving God means much more. It can be a combination of all what I've spoken about, and it also needs to be evident in the way we love one another. And that's what Christ has mentioned in that scripture, that we need also to love one another. Because we can easily ascertain from the word God that we love God. But God's love is evident if we do love one another. And that's what the key teaching of this scripture is today. How much do we love one another? How much do we love our neighbor? And how much do we go the extra mile to make sure that the people around us see in us the love of God conveyed through our relationship with them? It is very important. And that is a key demonstration that we love God. Make no mistake. The love for others cannot be dissociated from the love of God. And I think... It is also easy to give a lip service to the Lord. What I mean by lip service is those who come to God and say, Lord, but you know. Well, Lord, but you see our hearts. But is it not true that through what I've done, I do love you? Is it not a proof? And yes, it could be a proof. But God wants much more. And remember that the Bible says that God is the discerner of the hearts. So God knows in our hearts how much we love him. And sometimes we do not know, like any love relationship, sometimes we do not know how to go about it. I mean, every time it is, I mean, Valentine's is coming. The uh, Valentine's Day? Well, the 14th of February. It is a kind of day that is very specific, good for businesses. A lot of chocolates are being sold, a lot of roses. And people go and buy things. And in my company, um, on that day, um, people will be receiving calls from the reception to come and pick a package. And when they go and pick the package, they come back to the office with a big bouquet of flowers and roses, nice smelling. And all the ladies who don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, uh, or all the men who don't have a girlfriend, we can feel people sometimes can feel a bit low, but that's fine. Because this bouquet is so big that the focus of the day becomes on the bouquet of flowers. And that's what the way people like demonstrating their love. Well, I don't like Valentine's, and i tell you why I don't like it. From the word go, when I was dating my wife, I really didn't want to do much on Valentine's Day. Because I thought if I love her, I will show on to her 24-7 for 360 days a year. I will not wait on the 14th of February to actually buy flowers that I will never have bought otherwise. And I think she understood it. So we are fine. You know, we manage the expectations. And I think that's the same way that we need to really manage the expectations of God. God expects us to come to him every single day, every single time, every single minute, to say, Daddy, we love you. Just saying, Daddy, I love you, it is enough for God. Because at the end of the day, he's the one who has created us. He's the one who knows what we are going through. But he's the one who still wants us to say, Daddy, we love you. And do you remember for those who have children that their children just come? Sometimes they misbehave, but Ultimately, when they know they are about to be spanked, they say, Dad, Mom, I love you. And then they don't get spanked anymore. That's it, you know. The heavy hand was going to come on them, and that stops it. Because the word, I love you, is a very powerful word. And that's what God did for us. He loves us. He loves us to the point that he gave Jesus Christ for us. I mean, it's something, I know we know it, but I don't know how often we remember it. And... When people approach Christ to ask him that, you know, what does he mean to love? And he said that you need to love God with all your heart and with all your soul. And all the, the, the things, the trimmings surrounding love need to be included. It is because for God it is so important. There is nothing greater than love. That's what the Bible says. So for you to come to church, it is a sacrifice and it is an act to show to God that you love him. For us to pray to God means also that we love him because ultimately we cannot pray if we do not love him. For us to give our tithes is an act of love because we understand that we need to give 10% of all our increase. Well, don't limit yourself to 10% anyway, but still give. And that's part of an act of love. For us to be enrolled as a worker in the church, as a steward, as, um, you know, somebody looking after the children in the church. It is an act of love. It's out of obedience. For us to be doing evangelism, to spread the gospel to our colleagues, to, to our network, to our families, that's an act of love. Because it is responding to the instructions of God in Matthew to go to all the world and the rest of the gospel and to spread the good news. You see, it is fine that to say that we love God, but I remember also the story of Peter. Not Peter, <laughs> Pastor Peter. <laughs> the story of, of Peter who was a follower of Jesus Christ for a long time, but Jesus asked him, Peter, do you love me? Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? And three times he has a similar type of answer. You do love me? Then okay, feed my sheep. Fit my lamb, But he still asked him, do you think that Jesus Christ didn't know that Peter loved him? The same way Jesus Christ knows that we love him. But if he comes today and asks, Jean-Louis, do you love me? <laughs> I want to be able to answer, Lord, yes I do. And if he asks me again, do you love me? Well, I will probably be puzzled and not know how to answer. Then I have to look at what is in my heart. Because I can't deceive my master. And I will have to say that with all the genuineness, that I do have, which is, yes, Lord, I do. The Lord Jesus asked the, the, the question to Peter three times, and, and, and the same question, as I say, God is asking us today. Because when he asks that question, he doesn't really ask, do you love me, but how much do you love me? That's a different question. Because to do you love me, we can say yes, but how much do we love God? Then we have to look at our lives, isn't it? We do have to look at what we do for the Lord. We have to look at how do we portray the kingdom of God here on earth. We have to look at how much do we extend ourselves to others. We have to look at how much of the instructions of, the, of, of, of God do we do we follow. We have to look at how much do we respond and how do we respond to God. And sometimes that can be very challenging. Love means to like. It means to be fond of, to care for somebody Very much with affection. Cherish or take pleasure and have a personal attachment for something. Well, after this something, we should actually discard that and we put love. Cherish God. Love God. We can't say really we care for God, but we can certainly say that we know He cares about us and we want to reciprocate it. In our little ways, we can actually love God. And love is based on respect and admiration. And communication we do respect god because we know that he is god we do certainly admire him because of all the miracles the bible tells us that he did communication is probably tricky because how do we communicate with him do we get um okay daddy good morning i'm happy you gave me life up we go for the day or do we actually say all right? I need to communicate with my God and I need to really make sure that he hears my prayer and I speak out and I pray unto him and I'm diligent about the way I'm going to pray unto him just to show that I do love him, just to show that I want to communicate with him. Somebody that you love is not somebody you are going to be silent with. You are not going to be mute in your relationship with that person because the person will not know whether you really love them or probably, well, he loves me but, you know, he can never say that he loves me. Okay, fine. We need to speak to open our mouth, to communicate with the person we love. Because if you never say to somebody, I love you, how will the person know? And that's what God expects us to do as well. In prayer, we communicate with God. And also, the way we will show our love to God is also going through the world. And... Going through the Word sometimes can be daunting. It can be very difficult to go consistently into the Word to try to understand and extract what God is telling us and is giving us. It is an exercise we had in the church last year. It is an exercise that many did carry and many did not. But it is something that we should always aim at, to communicate with God, not only to speak to him in prayer, but to go deeper than the communication, to hear from him as well to hear how much he loves us, which is the book of love. There's no, well, well, we have songs of Solomon, yeah, that's fine. But this is the book of love, the Bible. This is the testament of the love of God for us. That's what we have. And that's what we should hold on to. The love for God has to be a very special thing for us. It has a special meaning for us. Jesus said that is unique. In verse 29, say that, The Lord our God, the Lord is one. It is not many things that we will do. It is one thing, one God that we have, one God that needs our focus, one God that needs our love, is Jesus Christ. Don't have so many other things that you divert your attention to. One God, Jesus Christ. Remember, in the olden days, people used to have so many different gods. They used to have—they were exposed to so many, you know, different gods. God of thunder, even they worshipped so many different things because they were exposed to these things. And, you know, depending on the tradition or depending on the regions where you were, people used to make certain type of sacrifice to show that they love their gods and they need to sacrifice, maybe five gods or whatever it is. God is not the kind of God who will require sacrifice of animals. He will not require sacrifice of the things that you do not have. He will just want your heart to be fully laid down before him, fully available to him, so that he can trim it, so that he can fine tune you, so that he can instruct you in the way of righteousness. That's what God wants, and he's one. It's not many. It's difficult. If it would have been many different gods, we would have said, okay, maybe where do we put our mind? Who do we try to please before, you know, we start ranking the gods and start to give priorities to these gods. But we only have one god. It's like this, sorry for the term, love rats. They do have so many women that they love, and they try to please one after the other in different ways. Ultimately, they always end up caught. You look at movies, most of the movies, they get caught. With our love for God, it needs to be faithful. A love that is faithful, genuine, strong, and powerful. And it is a love that needs to be consistent on a daily basis. I will encourage you today, please look at your relationship with God. Look at the love that you have for him. Think about how can I actually be a better lover of my God. That's what we need to look at today. Because if we have in mind to please our maker every single day, then we will do what he asks us to do. And we will be blessed in the land. We will be blessed in everything that we do. These are the promises of God in the book of love, the Bible. It is a God who does not require much more than what we can do. He's very realistic about what we can offer. And I just want us to go to, to, to focus on, on what Jesus Christ said. You know, in First John 4, 8... The Bible tells us that God is love. So if the Bible tells us that God is love, the person who is love, or the God who is love, is the same God who asks us to love him. Don't you find it strange? Sometimes you will look at it as maybe something that doesn't make sense, something that is beyond our understanding. Well, why does the Bible say God is love? It's because he exemplifies what love is is because it's the one who has made love possible It's because there is no greater love but that of the lord it symbolizes love on its own all it means for me is that we are never more godly as, as christian people than when we love we are never more godly than when we express the love of god to others and maybe there are people in our lives that we don't tend to express the love to. Maybe there are people who we feel do not deserve our love. Maybe there are people who we feel that you know, they are too far for us to give them our love. But no, we should. We should love them. Because God loves us. We should love them without thinking about what they did to us before. We should love them unreservedly. Because that's the way God loves us. Without reserve. Without any... But without any question mark, is a total, complete love. is an agape love. It's not the kind of love that we would say depends on anything. It just loves because of who we are. Ultimately, it comes down to which report will we be able to give to people about how we've loved, about how we are going about loving. Which report will we give? Will we give the report of people who have been always passive, People who have always been one foot there, one foot out there? Or will we be giving the report of people who have been giving their all every single day of their life? It's a big challenge. And it's not a challenge we can undertake without God. It's not a challenge we can undertake without the love of God. Because I tell you why, when somebody slaps you, we'll think of the pain first before thinking on how do I Love the person back. And it happens. Even among Christians, we do tend to hurt or say words that offend one another. But we need to rise above it just for the sake of the love of God. We need to give a good report. In terms of looking at the scripture that I read today, the question that how should we love God is very, very key. And I think God gives us four different answers he said we should love God with all our heart we should love him with all our soul with all our mind and with all our strength I believe my brethren it is not how we can love God it is how we should love him it is not with part of our heart The Bible says we should love God with all our hearts. Well, the truth is, if we want to live, we can't have half a heart. The surgeon will tell you it is impossible. You have to have a full heart before being able to live. And the same thing, before being able to have a relationship with God, and before being able to say that we love God, we can't be half-hearted about it. We need to have our full heart sold unto God. Every part of our being, the fullness of each part of our being, should be committed to loving God. It does not require 100% or 200%, even 1000%. It requires much more than that. All, our all means infinite, is the completeness of who we are that should be loving God. Unfortunately, I think that sometimes we do not necessarily understand it, even as Christians. We want to love God our own way, at our own individual pace and frequency, which is mostly far from the mark, miles away from the expectation of God. When we disobey God, this is a reason that makes us at times to get not to love God the way we should. A pastor once said that the greatest and most primary of all of God's commandments is in the fact that the very commandment we violate is the most and the most tragic of all. Is that this commandment is that of love, is the one that we violate so easily, but is the most important. He said, if we can understand that every single day our life should be dictated by how we love God we will not have any concern whatsoever about life. We will not have to think twice about how to go about life. How many times do we have questions on our mind on how do we respond to situations, on how do we respond to people, or how do we approach God? If we understand that we should love continually, then that will no longer be part of the struggles that we do have. It is the greatest commandment. Many people will say, I've not been loved enough, so I can't love enough. It's part of me. No, it is not part of us. If you have not been loved enough by people, that doesn't mean you have not been loved enough by God. Because the simple fact we are alive is a sign of the love for God. Of the love of God, sorry, for us. So, let's not take... All what our history contains in terms of hurt and pain before we translate it into the love that we have for God and for others. Nobody can really claim that they are loving God the right way always, all the time. Who can say that? I'd like to see. I think we are human beings and that's why, as human beings, we make mistakes, we have shortcomings. We, we can't always be correct and right about things. But the truth is, if we endeavor every single day to actually focus on him and to stretch our hands to him and to say, Daddy, we do love you, and we want to love you better, we want to love you more, we want to love you the right way, show us and teach us, he will answer us. If we think that we want to love God the way we believe is the right way, at our own pace, we might end up never getting to where we need to go in terms of our relationship with God. Setting your expectations low are not helping you to reach your goals. It helps you to get sidetracked from your objectives. And our objectives this morning are to love God more. And if I've been coming to church, and if I've been serving in the church, and if I've been preaching, and if I've been loving people, And I fail to have time with God is still not good enough. If my own expectation is below the expectation that God has of me, laid down in the Bible, then I'm not actually doing what God expects me to do. And that's why it is again so important for us to understand that God has the supreme love for his children. It is a love that cannot be removed by any of our shortcomings. It is a, more, a love that is, is not depending on how we react. It is a love that is there for us. All we need to do is to tap into that love. And tapping into that love will make us also express it. So it's two-way things. We tap into the love of God and we express the love of God to others. I think the problem we do have as Christians is that many things rival or contend for the love of God in our lives. Many things, sometimes it's our job. We want to do so well in life. We want to do so well for ourselves that the love of God is not always at the forefront of what we think about. But God is telling us today that I have loved you. Behold, you are mine. And all what he wants us to do is remove any other love that you have that is not focused on me. He's not saying, do not love your spouse. He's not going to say that. He's not going to say, do not love your children. He's not going to say, do not love your job and do not do that well. He will not say, do not be diligent in your relationship with other people. No, but he will want to be first. And first is not second best. First is not second. First is not is first. There is nothing before. There are many after. So God wants to be first. And it takes resolve, it takes commitment, it takes hunger for God to let him be first. And today that's what I want us to do. Without reservation, let us love God. No other love to be allowed to rival for our love for God. It doesn't matter how we feel. It doesn't matter what else is in our life. It matters how we respond to the greatest commandment of all, that is love. We are thinking about Valentines. We are thinking about families. We are thinking about friends. And we think, are we loving them the way we should? And then maybe we think about God. Are we loving him the way we should? So, let's reverse it and think, are we loving God the way we should first? Then think about any other relationship and any other thing that we are doing behind. The love of God is a love that is... You see... Think of the love of a mother for her children. Think of that love and see what a mother is able to do for her children. She's able to go all the way. When they are sick, when they are restless, when they are even, you know, dirtying their clothes that are just clean, the mothers are always loving. They will rarely forsake the love they have for their children. They will never let anything come between them and the love for their children. It is a love that is so amazing that it should set a good example for us on how to love others. But then look at God and his love for us. It is better. It is bigger. It is warmer. Stronger than the love that a mother can have for our children. But God is a father. And it is what we need to remember. Jesus said... You are my friend. If you do whatever I command you. We are the friends of God if we do what he commands us. So we are the friends of God if we go and knock at the door of our neighbors. How do you do today? How are you doing? I haven't spoken to you for the past three years, but today I'm a new, and I want to come and find out how you are doing. Hi, my name is Jean-Louis. Well, okay. What you have done before doesn't matter, as long as you decide today to do what God asks you to do. 1 John 4.20 If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar, for he does not love his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? If you do not love the person that you see. The person that you interact with every single day. The person that you can call on and the person turns back. If you do not love this kind of person, how can you say that you will love God that you have not seen? And the Bible calls such person a liar. Well, we are no liars. We are not the children of the enemy. We are not using his own resources. But if we say that we love God, then we cannot hate our brothers or sisters. Then we cannot dislike people because it is not of God. And we, I mean, the last thing I want to be called is is a liar. If it is only for that, then I will decide not to to hate anybody because it doesn't bring anything within me, it doesn't edify me. Worse, it makes me disobey my God. It is a big test. To love the people that we see on the very day, on the very ba- every, every single day, it is a big test. I'm not asking you today, do you love yourself? Everybody will say, yes, of course I do. In fact, there's no need for that question. But if I do ask, how do you love yourself? Many people will be able to tell me so many things on what they do for themselves. I've seen that knife 4 by 4 I know it's nose, I'm going to get it for myself. Well, I've seen that thing and I know it pleases me. I'm going to get it. That's fine. We can demonstrate how we love ourselves. Next level, how do we love other people? I'd like much more demonstration, much more example on how it is to be selfless when we relate to other people. And then we can go to God when we have done all these things and say, yes, Father, you know what? I do love you. Look at the people that you have asked me to look after. I do love them. And I did do what you asked me to do. And that's why the role of a pastor is actually very, very interesting. Because he's still to look after the sheep. The sheep, he's still meant to look after after them and how they do. He doesn't think whether he wants to do it. People say he's calling. No, there are people who have been called for so many things and there are people who take position for so many things. But the pastor who really looks after his sheep, somebody who will really love them. Because you cannot look after somebody you don't love. And it is important for us today to understand that we are these people that God wants to use in the life of other people. In the lives of other people, we can make a big difference. We don't have to be always the very, um, you know, how do they call them, um, the good Samaritans? Because the good Samaritans can actually be very punctual. We can do that once every ten years. We want to be doing the work that God has given us to do. We want to love the way people the way God wants us to love them every single day until God calls us back home. It is the biggest challenge that we have as Christians because that's what God wants, nothing else. You see, there is nothing greater than that but the love, the love for God and the love of God that we demonstrate. And today the resolve should be, let's love God. Let's love him more. Let's respond, you know, to, to God the way he wants us to respond. Let's just go out and look at all the people that we know, all the people that we interact with, all the people that we've spoken to, and try to decipher for each and every one of them if we love them. And if we don't, then let's readjust ourselves. Because to tell you the truth, it is easy for me to say I do love God. It's less easy for me to say I love my neighbor. It is less easy for me to say I love my uncle and my aunties. They've been mean to me. But God wants us to love them all the same. Let's decide to love today. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church, or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.